Hey guys, what's up? It's Brittany, and this week on the Coffee with MP show, we're talking with MP member Sarah Zalman about going from being a gym pessimist to a gym optimist. We're Midwest Performance. We're on a mission to empower women around the world to take action and work hard to make a physical impact in their lives. In this very saturated fitness industry, there's tons of competition, but the opportunities are incredible. We'll cover the most common challenges in the fitness world and invite guests to the show that have learned to overcome them and share their strategies with you. This is the Coffee with MP Show. Hey guys, what's up? It's Brittany here, and I'm sitting here with um, Miss Sarah Zalman. Sarah has been a member of MP for over, is it over a year now? Over a year. Over a year now. Um, and I always tell this story about Sarah because it's really funny. Um, when she came to us, she came to us on the six-week challenge, and Sarah, it took me probably 90 minutes to get Sarah to sign up for the six-week challenge. It was probably my <laughs> longest six-week challenge meeting I've ever had in my entire life. I'm like, this girl is going to make me work for this. And she did. She asked me a lot of questions and things like that. So we're going to get into Sarah's story here a little bit. But Sarah, I want you to just share with our audience a little bit about yourself, your family, um, what you do, things like that. And we'll just go from there. Um, well, I am a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I've been a stay-at-home mom for the last 15 years. And I uh, recently finished up my associate's degree mm-hmm. and my certification mm-hmm. in digital forensics. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to get back in the world, working world awesome. again. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, um, I had no intentions of joining a gym <laughs> or getting in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people, including my doctors, have told me, you know, get moving, get in shape. Mm-hmm. It'll help with a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course that went in one year and out the other. Awesome. Well, well yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it always does, <laughs> like, right away. Time. Yeah. For the longest time, I think it's always, like, one of those things, like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I need to do it. I need to do it. What really was, like, the turning point for you to, like, click on the six-week challenge ad and be like, okay, I'm going to try this out? Um, well, I have never really had a struggle with a large amount of weight mm-hmm. where I felt uncomfortable, but I struggled with an amount of weight that I hit that was so uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. with a lot of um, arthritis and pain issues. Um, I hit a max that I hadn't hit since I was pregnant nine months with my son. Mm-hmm. So it was time to do something about mm-hmm. it and dieting just wasn't working. I had a plateau where I just couldn't lose anymore mm-hmm. and it was all sitting in the same spots. Mm-hmm. So I was, I seen the ad on the Facebook page mm-hmm. and I was like, Hmm. <laughs> I wonder if there's something here that mm-hmm. might help. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. And then I and then he came got, in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, Sarah actually, when she came to me for her meeting, she was really struggling with a lot of like pain issues. You have an autoimmune disorder. Mm-hmm. I want you to talk a little bit about what that is because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that maybe aren't sure what it is or they have it, and you can teach them how you've dealt with it and how they can too. So let's talk about your autoimmune a little bit and how long you've been suffering with that and um, kind of what that means for your life. Um, well, I was diagnosed with a laundry list of autoimmune diseases over the course of the last uh, 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I start, I think I've honestly been suffering from it for years and just didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. And as age catches up with you, Mm -hmm. these problems get worse. Mm -hmm. They don't get better. They don't go away. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. I've been diagnosed with a very rare bleeding disorder, Mm -hmm. Um, fibromyalgia, Mm -hmm. Raynaud's phenomenon, connective tissue disease. Wow, yeah. These are all, they all tie into your circulatory system mm-hmm. and your immune system. Mm-hmm. 
And when your immune system is being attacked, all of these things go into like hyper mode. Mm -hmm. So then I have swelling in my joints, mm -hmm. I have pain in my back, mm -hmm. I, you know, just, mm -hmm. it, it goes on and on. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the doctors have told me, you know, exercise, move around, it'll help. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to find the right fit mm -hmm. for me as far as exercise because mm -hmm. first of all I hate it mm -hmm. let's face right. it nobody likes exercise <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate it and you know oh okay for a week I'm working mm -hmm. out and I'm like you know this just stinks and mm -hmm. I'm gaining weight right and I'm not seeing it in muscle mm -hmm. I'm seeing it like everywhere mm -hmm. and I'm getting hungry and I'm wanting to eat more mm -hmm. so I, I would fail with yes this. Mm -hmm. it was just a bad cycle yeah so <laughs> I want to talk a little bit because when we introduced your episode we were talking about like pessimism and skepticism like where does that come from for you do you think it's kind of from like just the failures that you've had in the past or like talk to us a little bit about that because I'm telling you Sarah I'm serious she was the hardest person <laughs> to like get to sign up for the six feet challenge but I knew that we could help her and so I was like okay I'm just gonna go for this but talk to me a little bit about your skepticism about just gyms in general and like why you felt that way um, well, for me, the biggest, well, one of the biggest, biggest problems is I hate feeling like I'm being watched. Mm -hmm. I don't like walking into the gym and there's always that one creeper watching you. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I just, co-ed gyms are not for me. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Or there's that person who comes up and they got to talk to you through your whole workout. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. don't know who they are. And it's like, oh, Please just leave me alone so I can get mm -hmm. through this. I'm here and I hate it. Right. <laughs> leave me alone so I can get done with this. But um, that was like one of my biggest things. Mm -hmm. Feeling comfortable in the gym. Yep. And when I found out that this was a woman only, you know, women's only gym mm -hmm. and it was a small gym, it was a private gym, not a, you know, big box store kind of gym. Right. Mm -hmm. That appealed to me right, right away. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, there's a comfort zone that mm -hmm. might exist there. Yeah. Um, the second thing is accountability. I am horrible with accountability. Um, making my own workout routines. Mm -hmm. uh, getting to the gym. <laughs> That's a fun one. When mm -hmm. it's raining, ah, yeah, you know, my arthritis is bad. Yeah. I'm not mm -hmm. getting out of mm -hmm. the bed today. Yep. And with, with MP, I have to schedule my mm -hmm. appointments, right. my classes. Mm -hmm. So for me, the accountability, this is like foolproof for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, all I have to do is sign up for a class. There's my accountability. Right. I have to be there. Mm -hmm. I committed to it. Yeah. So virtually the only work I have to do now mm -hmm. for the last over a year mm -hmm. is wake up and go to my committed class. Mm -hmm. I don't plan my own workouts. I don't have to worry about poor form, mm -hmm. injuries in the gym. Mm -hmm. The trainers are right there mm -hmm. helping me every step of the way and encouraging me. Mm -hmm. Um, Tiffany will always challenge me to mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. <laughs> beef up my workouts right. a little bit. Yep. Um, so yeah, that once I started the six-week challenge and I started to see that my insecurities with the gym were starting mm -hmm. to alleviate and the uh, outcome mm -hmm. of my physical transformation right. starting mm -hmm. with less swelling, less mm -hmm. joint pain, mm -hmm. feeling better, having more energy, getting more done during mm -hmm. the day. Um, I tend to do better with morning workouts. Mm -hmm. So you'll probably never see me here yeah. in the evening. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. but that's why. Yeah. My day gets kick-started with mm -hmm. the gym now. And I'm currently doing four and five days a week instead mm -hmm. of three. Yeah. So, so that really, like, that whole, like, 
I think what flipped the switch for you from like the skepticism was like coming in here and realizing you really didn't have to do that much. And as yeah. a as a pessimist and as a as a skepticist, you you like incon like being inconvenienced yeah. is like not okay for you. Oh, if yeah. you have to be like inconvenienced for something, it's just like I'm not doing that because mm -hmm. it's not convenient it's for all me. Or nothing. Yeah, and you figured out like this was convenient because all you had mm -hmm. to do was get on your phone and push a button, and then you yep. just had to show up, and that was all you had to do. So I think that that really flipped the switch. And then coming in here and realizing that okay, I feel comfortable, I don't feel judged, I feel like I'm getting the help that I need, and I'm actually seeing differences physically, mentally, emotionally in yeah. myself, and I think that that's really probably what really flipped the switch for you, mm -hmm. was like, wow, this really truly did change my life, and I went from being the person that hated the gym to now mm -hmm. like, I don't know what I could do without it, which brings me to the next thing I wanna to talk to you about is the recent setback that you had. Mm -hmm. um, I think really this was kind of a setback for, set up for a comeback for you, because mm -hmm. I think you feel a sense of like, um, drive and passion to just understanding that like this is really a part of my life and I didn't realize it till I didn't have it for three months and now I'll mm -hmm. never take it for granted ever again and I really want to prove to myself that I can continue to get better so let's talk a little bit about um, the surgery that you recently had and kind of the emotions that you dealt with not being in the gym uh, well uh during the winter months November December and beginning of January mm -hmm. I started noticing I just wasn't feeling right mm -hmm. and I was starting to cut back on my time in the gym a little bit mm -hmm. so instead of three days there was some day some weeks where there was two days mm -hmm. went to the doctor sure enough um, I was diagnosed with gallstones mm -hmm. so that explained a lot right um, so that was like January 20th I was mm -hmm. diagnosed with gallstones and at that point the doctor told me I was fully engulfed with them mm -hmm. so time in the gym had to stop right um, until I went in for surgery. Well, mm -hmm. short of that, they couldn't get me in for a month, so that put me at February 21st. Mm -hmm. So I had a whole month off at the gym, mm -hmm. sitting around the house going, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So then once the surgery was done, I also found out I had, um, right before the surgery, I found out that I had a hernia. Mm -hmm. So I had to have two surgeries at once. Wow. Thankfully, at once. Yeah, Because one that time. would put me mm -hmm. even further out right. of the gym. Mm -hmm. um, so from February 21st to April 4th mm -hmm. was my six weeks out of the gym for recovery. Mm -hmm. uh, so that put me at January, February, March, and I come back April. So three months total mm -hmm. out of the gym, yeah. solid. Um, my, my comeback was on a restricted level. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't use any weights mm -hmm. for the first month. Mm -hmm. That was hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> the first week wasn't so hard because I'm like, ooh, it's okay. been a while since it's I've been, been here. It's been a while since <laughs> I've been here, and I do still have some healing to do. Yep. So I was listening to my body very mm -hmm. closely, and the trainers were watching me with a raised eyebrow going, mm -hmm. yeah. don't overdo it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they were very accommodating to my needs, and mm -hmm. they, all, um, they all knew mm -hmm. to kind of keep a bird's right. eye on mm -hmm. me, you know, because yep. sometimes we go back and we push ourselves harder yeah. than we should be mm -hmm. because we think we're okay. Yeah. So May 1st, I had all restrictions lifted. Mm -hmm. I was like, yay, I can go back to weights. Yep. So with the, with the weight restriction that I had when I came back to the gym, uh, the trainers were really accommodating to that, mm -hmm. making sure, watching me, that I wasn't overdoing it, uh, proper form, mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. um, all the stuff that over three months kind of, you kind of put in the back of your head because mm -hmm. you haven't done them for so long. Right. Um, but it, it, it was great coming back into the gym having that support mm -hmm. and just really knowing that 
I had I had that support mm-hmm. I needed mm-hmm. to not lose focus. Yeah, and you were gone. You know, like you said, you were gone for for three full months. It was like January. You knew something was going on, so then you had to stop. Your doctor's like, no, nothing. Then it was a month till your surgery. Mm-hmm. Then it was another six weeks of recovery after that. So like, not only were you feeling the after effects of surgery but you're also feeling the after effects of being out of the gym for three months so yes. it was like a double whammy for you of like i had surgery so i'm recovering plus i haven't been in the gym in three months so now i feel like this so um i think you talked a little bit about you know the first month you couldn't lift any weights it was right. no weights at all for you the first month so and then after that it was like very minimal so i want to talk about um the the emotions right so there's a lot of things that happen to a woman when you get a woman especially a pessimistic skepticist all of those things like you like i said when you get committed to something you're in like once you really feel like this is what i want to do you're committed and that's it and then all of a sudden somebody's like cuts literally cuts the cord of it and you're like holy crap so i want to talk about like the feelings and the emotions and the things that you're going like if there was any depression or anxiety or like just things that you were struggling with during your time off from the gym um the one of the biggest things that i struggled with was the diet Mm -hmm. you know and when i say diet i don't mean dieting i mean going from a fairly clean sensible diet to Mm -hmm. Oh, being told I can't eat certain things after the surgery. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, gotta eat all those bad things mm-hmm. that I'll never be able to eat again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was a setback in itself because now I was thrown off track with my diet, mm-hmm. so to speak. What I had, you know, grown to right. have positive mm-hmm. results with, mm-hmm. and throwing myself back into French fries and beef sandwiches and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that triggered a lot of the autoimmune swelling and stuff like mm-hmm. that because I'm eating the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not in the gym, mm-hmm. so I'm not getting the exercise that mm-hmm. helps alleviate those problems. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm gaining weight in places that I shouldn't be. Yeah. I'm losing all my tone, all my mm-hmm. form that I've worked mm-hmm. for for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And just, um, you know, also having doubts too. I did have doubts, you know, like, oh my gosh, what if I lose my desire for the gym mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. at that point I couldn't wait to get back right. to the gym because mm-hmm. I didn't want to lose that right mm-hmm. but um yeah just the depression because anytime you're experiencing pain and you know being on different medications mm-hmm. for the surgery and stuff mm-hmm. yeah you fall into a funk yeah and then being out of the gym like being out of your yeah. social environment being away from the people that like you enjoy seeing every single day and you're just kind of stuck in your house like a hermit and it's like that gets to be really hard too mentally yeah and then and that was hard because i felt like i was missing out on the little social circles in the gym that i finally mm-hmm. started to kind of click with because mm-hmm. for the longest time i didn't talk to anybody in the gym i mm-hmm. came here to do my thing and leave yep and it took a long time to finally start building friendships right. with mm-hmm. people because mm-hmm. of my skepticism right. and my mm-hmm. just like social anxiety mm-hmm. with people. Yep. I have a very hard time like even committing to friendships. Mm-hmm. And when I do, they're long term. Right. Mm-hmm. Much like coming yeah. to the gym now. This Absolutely. is long term. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was really hard on me because I felt like, gosh, you know. The gym is so busy. There's so many people. Are they going to forget about me? Mm-hmm. But here I was through the whole three months getting so much support and love mm-hmm. from everybody. Mm-hmm. They're like, when are you coming back? We mm-hmm. miss you. Mm-hmm. And getting all kinds of nice little messages yeah, through That really helps a lot, site. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So that that encouraged me, you know, to really still, you know, right. want to come back even yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that I had that support waiting for me. Yeah. 
somebody was accountable. They were like, you better come back because we're (laughs) waiting for you to come back. So it's like now you don't have an excuse not to come back because you've got people that are waiting for you. So um, now I want to move into the happy stuff. I want to talk about um, now that you're back with a new fire and you're just like ready to go. Um, I want to talk about goals moving forward for Sarah. And, And I don't care if it's, it doesn't even have to be weight loss goals. It could be just like, I want to know what Sarah's goals are now that you're back and you're just ready to get back into it. Um, well, ultimately, you know, going back to the, the autoimmune stuff, mm-hmm. staying committed to not only the mobility of mm-hmm. being in the gym, but also the food portion of mm-hmm. it. And it's not dieting, losing weight. It's right. not falling back into that funk of feeling like garbage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all of the pain and swelling and all that stuff. Right. Because it makes it easy to come up with that excuse not mm-hmm. to go into the gym when it's raining. Right. So my ultimate goals are to just um, stay stay committed, mm-hmm. stay focused. Um, when I start to feel like I'm slipping, I connect more with the people mm-hmm. that I have mm-hmm. like buddied up with right. friendship-wise mm-hmm. here. And um, after a, almost a year of doing three days a week, my goal was to amp that up a bit. Mm-hmm. So now I come four and five days. That's a week. awesome, mm-hmm. um, and it and it does help. I am. It keeps me moving so right. much mm-hmm. more fluidly right. through the week. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm just sitting around mm-hmm. like lazy and right. unproductive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get out of the gym. I drink my fit aid, and I'm like ready to go ready the rest to go. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's great. That's great. So um, the last thing I want to talk about is um, I don't want to miss this because again before. We started recording. You talked about, you're like, I told my husband that if I had to give up my wine club memberships, because I have three, if I had to give them up to keep my gym membership, I would do it. And I think that as as silly as that may sound to some people, that's like a huge, a huge decision to make because there are so many people in this world who when they get in a financial rut or they have a bad month or something happens, their health and fitness is the first thing that they look to to get rid of. And that's crazy to me because it's like you, this whole episode, you've been talking about how happy you are to be at the gym and how much better you feel being at the gym and all of the positive things that the gym has brought to your life. And there are people that are willing to just give that up for something else. And what makes you different? What makes the feeling different for you? Um... The top, the top, top reason is I feel good now, mm-hmm. and I don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I made the comment about giving up the wine clubs. <laughs> if I had to, I would. I love mm-hmm. my wine, but I don't drink it as much as I used to right. anyway, mm-hmm. uh, because I have been watching the extra carbs and sugar because right. it does affect my autoimmune. Mm-hmm. It, it, wine is an inflammatory, right. so. Mm-hmm. Am I going to give up the gym that makes me feel better or the wine that really makes me feel like great? Right. That tastes good at the time, but <laughs> yeah. doesn't really make me feel good afterwards. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So um, I, I have rearranged a lot of things in my financial life to make sure mm-hmm. that I can stay committed to this. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to give anything up yet, thank God. But um, <laughs> if that know, were to ever happen, yeah. I feel like you've just really made this commitment to yourself yeah, that no matter what happens, like this is something I have to do for my sanity, for my health, mm-hmm. for just my overall well-being. Um, I know that you had mentioned that your family is kind of in this now, like your mm-hmm. kids, your son and your daughter are very committed to working out and like your daughter's super competitive, which I oh, think yeah. is awesome. So it's like <laughs> you've kind of created this dynamic in your family too of like just overall health and well 
wellness should be a priority in your life and in their lives as well. And I think being an example of that is amazing. So um, the last thing I'm gonna have you do is, um, is I have everybody do this, is, is this is your time to give advice. So um, I want you to look into the camera and I want you to talk to the Sarahs, the pre-MP Sarahs that are out there listening and watching this. And I want you to give them your absolute number one best piece of advice. Uh, the, the best piece of advice I could give anybody is find the place that you think is going to offer you the most comfort zone. Um, find something that you feel comfortable with going into saying, okay, this looks like it meets the needs that I'm looking for. And then once you go in and you talk to someone like Brittany or anywhere else, ask a million and ten questions. Every doubt you have in your mind, ask the question. Find out all the information about where you're going and what you're doing so that you're comfortable. This is your fit. This is where you need to be. Because if you don't do that, you're setting yourself up for failure within the gym. Mm -hmm. As Brittany mentioned, I kept her ear for like 90 minutes asking a million questions. And I honestly thought, I'm like, oh my God, this girl is not going to want me in her gym. She thinks I'm impossible. And you know what? If I'm impossible, it's because I'm looking out for Mm -hmm. me. And Mm -hmm. now, you know, Brittany sees with how thorough I was, now I'm committed because all my doubts were put to rest about the whole gym atmosphere. All my questions answered. There were no surprises. Everything was spelled out, A, B, C, and D. I had no, literally no questions by the time the 90 Mm -hmm. minutes was done. (laughs) And, you know, I still don't. I mean, every question I ever have to this day, it gets answered. Mm -hmm. And any problems I've had, like being out of the gym, it wasn't a problem. You know, Brittany and Marcia made it very easy for me to be gone those three months and come back and not feel like, oh my God, my membership is almost up now mm-hmm. and da 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 da. Right. Those are important things when you go into it. You have to find what's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. And for me, it definitely wasn't like a big box gym. Yeah. I just couldn't find my niche mm-hmm. anywhere there. And I. Exercise would last one week. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's really good advice. Again, it's something that I have never heard anybody say before, but I think it's so important because at the end of the day, you are investing not only in a place, but yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you're investing your hard-earned money in a place or in yourself, you better make dang sure that it is exactly what you need, it is exactly what you want, that all of your questions are answered, and any fitness professional in any gym that you go to should be able to answer all of your questions, whether it takes five minutes or 90, it does not matter. You have to be, if you you wanna get somebody to be super invested in your gym, and you want them to stay a long time, then you have to make them feel as comfortable as possible. There, ha- there can be no skeletons in any closet. Everything needs to be exactly, especially people who are pessimistic about mm-hmm. being in the gym in general. It has to be convenient for you. There can be nothing that is inconvenient for you because the second it becomes inconvenient is the second that you start doubting whether you want to be here or not. Yep. And I think that that's really what we try to do with you and everybody here is to make sure that you know exactly what you're getting when you come here and that everything is as convenient for you guys as possible. So I love that piece of advice and I think that is a, a, a very good piece of advice is ask the questions. Don't be afraid. Don't feel like you're inconveniencing the person at the gym that you're asking a million questions to because at the end of the day they as fitness professionals are asking you to spend money at their gym so they should be the ones to be able to answer those questions with no inconvenience feeling at all so i think that's great so 
We're going to wrap things up here. Um, I'm going to grab this shirt behind you because Sarah does get her shirt today. So Sarah survived the Coffee with MP show. She did a great job. Um, the last couple people, Mo was pretty good. She was like, I'm not really nervous or anything at all either. And you weren't either. So I think that that's awesome, especially for somebody who said that they're, they don't like being social. Yeah. You did a great job. So this is your shirt, thank Sarah. You. Um, with that being said, again, we thank you so much, seriously, for being such a bright light in, in this studio. And I know the 815 and the 920 girls love having you in class. I love, she's posting on Facebook and sharing her workouts and you're just, I love how proud of yourself that you are because we're proud of you too. But at the end of the day, you need to be proud of yourself. And I think that that's great. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, subscribe to our YouTube channel or find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts might be. And if you really liked this episode, please leave a review for us on iTunes. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.